that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast as I'm talking on my ask with David Haydale Jr., he of Haydale's Bakery, but also... Some of you did not know, actor par excellence, and he just closed in God of Carnage for J-Pass at that big old fancy place on the airline. So we're going to talk about king cakes and actors here on the Spudcast podcast, talking about my ass with David A.O.L. right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the home team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, so we're talking to David Haydale Jr. now, not the senior, because he don't want to talk to me. David Haydale Jr. <laughs> how is how is how's the whole family, by the way? I'm I'm a geez and peace. I used to see you guys all the time, and then I don't know. I ain't on the radio no more, and I can't eat cake no more because I've got diabetes, and it's like man. Now I just pass by y'all on Jefferson Highway and fondly wave, you know. Yeah, everybody's doing great. Everybody's doing well. That's good to hear. So, well, yeah. I see your I see your brother in uh, the flirty girl posts every now and again, but I don't see you very much. And then out of the blue, you send me this text to go see you on stage in a play, and it's like, dude, why didn't you tell me that at the beginning of the run? We could have done this podcast back then. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I I, I was I, I didn't realize that you had you had played that part what 10 years ago maybe something like that yeah me and mo yeah, me and mo were in yeah it. yeah exactly and, and i was like oh i've got to invite them for the last the last weekend if they can make it so i just happened to i happened to be scrolling uh on nola.com and found an old review and i'm like wait a minute i didn't know he did this show yeah it was a good show it really was it was yeah it was. uh um uh ricky graham directed it uh, me and Mo were in it, and uh, Gary Rucker and Lara Grice. It was, a, it was, and we did it at Southern Rep when they were still at the, uh, at the, uh, what are you, Canal Place over there. So. Oh, okay. So all those who don't know, we're talking about uh, God of Carnage, which was an excellent, excellent play, originally written in French, uh, but it's a really, it's a really good play. I, you know what, I had forgotten that you actually had uh, some stage experience, man. I thought you were like the king of the donuts and dobash cake. <laughs> no, I. Uh... I did a lot of theater in, in high school and college and then kind of hung it up for the, uh, for the old donuts and cakes. And, um, I guess about three years ago, um, my daughters have both done a whole lot of theater, you know, growing up, and, yeah. you know, when they became teenagers, they're like, eh, you know, I don't know if this is cool anymore. And so, um, 
J-Pass was doing uh, Rocky Horror. And, I, you know, Rocky Horror has always been a favorite of mine. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm not that best. I'm not really that, that good a singer or dancer. But, man, I could be that narrator. And uh, yeah. so I just I went out to audition for it, not even dreaming. that I was, You know, just kind of trying to encourage the girls, my girls. And uh, I'll be darned, I got the part. So since then, I've, yeah, but look, 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 you're not, shows. you're not fooling nobody, man. Dennis Asaf <laughs> made you bring donuts backstage, you know, and had to, had to build sets. You had to show up with king cakes and things like that. So, you know, well, you know, that, that, that happened. I'm not going to lie. No, <laughs> we'll bring day old ones. What the hell? They never know. I remember doing, I remember doing, uh, what were we doing? Uh, uh, was it hairspray? I think it was hairspray. And we had a big long Saturday rehearsal. And so they brought lunch for everybody. I, I I didn't think, I don't think BP spilled as much oil as what dripped off them pizzas. I got to tell you. <laughs> it was something, to say the least. But that's cool. I'm sorry I did miss it. I wish I'd have known about it early on. I mean, I don't, geez, I don't even, I haven't done a play. I'm supposed to do Inherit the Wind in Homa, um, at, let's see, the last week of May and the first week of June, um, Lorna Gialanoni is, is a friend, and, and Randy Sheremy is going to play. He and I are going to be uh, Drummond and, and uh, Henry Drummond and, and uh, Matthew Harrison Brady. And I, I think that's going to be a good show because she gets to produce plays inside a real uh, courtroom, you know, the judge. Yeah. So that's going to be it. But it's like, dude, I haven't done anything. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i still dealing with storm damage, uh, fighting insurance companies. Maureen just got, she's out downstairs right now auditioning for something. And it's like, they send me stuff. And it's like, I got things to do. You know what? <laughs> Frankly, I've retired from the from the Screen Actors Guild. I got my first uh, my first retirement check at the beginning of this month. So, oh, man, you're not, you're not old enough to retire yet. Come on. Dude. I am like, I am not old enough to retire, but my feet sure are. I mean, my feet are well into their 80s. So, uh, well, all right, well, let's let's get into it, man. What? Tell me, uh, give me the experiences. I have to say, when, when we did the show several years ago, um, I mean, it was, it was really nice doing a show where every show I've ever been in, I've either, you know, I've been like, well, not every show, uh, but mostly... I've been like the star. And this was a great role because everything was give and take. Nobody had a bigger role than anybody else. It was a great ensemble piece. And uh and I mean it was it was a it was a fun show to actually do and to uh again and, and Ricky gave you a lot of room to explore your characters. So what was this like? First off, who's this director? I never I never heard of him before, but then I never heard of a lot yeah. of stuff. He's uh, Donald Jones Jr. He um, he's a New Orleans guy. Uh, he graduated from Brother Martin in 2005, and um, spent quite a bit of time in New York on Broadway. I believe he was in Aladdin and um, a couple other shows. And when Broadway shut down, he he moved back home. And um, so they were they were looking for somebody to to direct the show, and um, they found him. And I tell you what, he was fantastic. I mean, like you said, this show is, is four people on stage for an hour and a half and it, it's, it's a freight train and it just keeps on, you know, it keeps on running, you know, the, the entire show. And, and he, he gave us, you know, kind of free reign with it. He, he 
said, look, this is what I'd like. And, you know, if we had suggestions, he was like, okay, I like that. And let's do this. And, you know, so it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, you know, he was, he was a great director. Uh, the cast was great. Uh, it was myself, um, Jake Wynn Wilson, uh, played Alan, uh, Reagan Lincoln played Annette, that's Alan's wife. And then my wife was played by, uh, Jen, Jen Shemke, who is not, uh, all those, all those folks have been on stage here in New Orleans for, you know, for yeah, I know the names. I haven't worked with yeah. too many. I'm an enigma in the New Orleans theater because I usually do one man shows or something like that. And it's just, <laughs> you know, they just, I don't know. There, there's, there's an incorrect impression about me amongst the New Orleans theater goers or the theater people that, frankly, I'm just too old and too tired to bother trying to correct. So there you go. <laughs> I just don't well, care yeah. no more, you know? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know because Perry was telling me that. You know, some people go, ah, that's Spud. He's an asshole. Perry goes, you ever met him? Well, no. Well, then shut up. You know? Exactly. But I, you know what I am is a pro, and I don't put up with a lot of nonsense, but I do like working the stage. So, yeah, I wish I had a chance to, to actually see the, the production. It just, you know, I just found out about it too late. Maybe what I need to do is start, like, signing up for all these, uh, for like, J-Pass and other places and, and give me a heads up on some of the shows that are coming. No, not that yeah, I have. I might, I might be able to get you on, a, on the uh, newsletter. How about that? <laughs> oh, would you? You know what? Yeah. I told I told Dennis Asaf once they moved into the fancy schmancy place, I said, let's do hairspray again. You know, I would have put on those, those, God, those were the most uncomfortable shoes I ever wore in my life. Those oh, red <laughs> high heel shoes. Oh, my God. The Mary Janes weren't too bad. But, uh, oh, my God, those high heel red shoes. Oh, I'm glad I only had to wear them that one scene at the end because, geez, I'm by by the time the end of the show came, my feet were killing me. You know, oh, gosh, that's what I told Maureen. Why, why you want to, but they're cute. Why you want to wear them? They make your feet hurt. Yeah, but they're cute. Ain't that cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so folks, so we're talking to David Haydell, who is, uh, was one of the stars of, uh, of God of Carnage. Uh, when we get back, we're going to step away in, a, in about a minute. We're going to step away for a second and, uh, come. But there's a certain scene in there where uh, where uh, one of the characters on stage has to like uh, spit up, and I'm <laughs> I'm interested to know in how they pulled it off, you know. And I'll tell y'all how we did it because we all we actually had a couple of nights of rehearsal trying to figure out how to do that convincingly. So we'll do that there. But what other kind of uh. You know, well, first off, did did Haydale's? I see it's open, so it didn't take a lot of damage from the storm, or what's the deal? No, we were good. Um, we were we were really really lucky. Um, you know, of course, we lost power in the front building, um, but our rear building that that um, houses you know a big freezer um, is on generator power, so we were able to move everything um, over. And you know, we the only thing that we lost was uh, stuff in the cooler because obviously. Um, you know, there was no, with no power, there was no refrigeration, but yeah. everything, everything was frozen. We were able to move over and, um, we were back up and running as soon as we got power, which was unfortunately 12 days later, but yeah. Hey, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. And, I know what you, you mean. Know, I know exactly so, what you mean. Cause we had a generator yeah. too, and it ran for what, two weeks. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, well, let's put it like this. The exhaust basically killed one of my legustrums. Uh, and it killed a bunch of those iron plants that you didn't think could ever die, but they did. 
Uh, but you know what? Hey, I slept in air conditioning. I got I got sleep apnea, and I got my CPAP machine, and I was sleeping fine. So that oh, home didn't bother me at all. That's what that's what counts. That's what counts. All right, we'll be back with more. David Haydell of Haydell's Bakery, and uh, one of the stars of uh, Jay Pass's production of God of Carnage, which unfortunately just closed. But uh, we'll be talking more out my ask right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. And we're back talking to David Adell uh, Jr., who was just starring in a uh, production uh, with Jay Pass of uh, God of Carnage. And uh, so we're talking, we're sharing war stories because I did that play myself. Me and Mo did it about 10 years ago. Um, so, I mean, did they approach you with God of Carnage? Because you told me you had auditioned for uh, uh, Rocky Horror and got the part. Did they come to you for God of Carnage or did you go and audition for it? You know, they didn't. I um, They announced the season, and um, all of the um, – this was back in – gosh, back in the spring, they announced the season, and all the auditions were virtual. And so um, I submitted a virtual audition and um, got a callback, and the callbacks were in person. And I guess about a week later, they offered me the role. So I was, uh, I was really excited. Cool. Well, I mean, when you – did you audition strictly from the script or did they want you to do something otherwise and then come in, like do script for the, uh, the callback or something? Well, no, they, we, um, they said audition for, um, you know, your, your, it was a one minute monologue from, from one of the shows that you're auditioning for. So, um, this was one of the only shows I was auditioning for. So I, I said, okay, well, I, you know, it's kind of hard to find a one minute monologue in this whole show. Yeah, so I kind of, kind of squeezed in a bunch of, conversations into into a one minute monologue uh, having to do with hamsters i'm sure you remember that yes i do um, <laughs> and yes um, how many richard gear jokes did y'all do uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but uh but no so uh that was my uh that was my audition and uh, i guess you know they liked it because here i am now talking about it well you know sometimes sometimes not all the time and they're never going to admit it but sometimes they want to see if you can do that you know, they want to see if you can piece together a monologue from something that doesn't really have a one minute monologue in it. And, uh, yeah, and it was it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun because that that whole section of dialogue in the, in the show is, um, is is kind of where the character of Michael has his has his little breakdown. So, um, you know, it was it was fun to uh, to, to do that. OK, now let's get down to the serious part. There's a. <laughs> So for those of you who are not familiar with this play, if you ever get a chance to go see it, really do, or read it or something, I'm sure this was an excellent production. Um, 
God of Carnage is a really interesting play. It's it's a, a younger couple and an older couple, a little bit older, not a lot older, but a like a hoity-toity couple and a kind of down-to-earth couple. And uh, they both have kids, and the down-to-earth couple basically put a whoop-ass on the snooty-patootie couple's son, and they're gathering to discuss it. And that's where, and it just goes downhill from there. But uh, the mother, the hoity-toity wife, um, apparently ate some bad sushi. <laughs> There's a scene where she has to puke on stage. And we spent a, a couple of nights, everybody had ideas, uh, I think, and it was what, what we finally came up with was a conglomeration of ideas. But basically what we did was we had a pillow uh, on the couch, on, on like a love seat that, that uh, Lara Grice's character sat on quite a bit. And one of the pillows was actually a disguised Boda bottle that we uh, took, you know, you could pop the top off of it and all the hurl was in there. So she was like holding this pillow like she had a bad stomach ache or something and, you know, just kind of sneaking the top of it off and then just squeezed it like her, you know, like doing the Heimlich on it and hurled it all over the, uh, <laughs> hurled it all over the, uh, all over the magazines, all over the coffee table. And it really played out well because, you know, she got a little bit on her chin and face and we had to wipe that off. So that's, that's how we pulled it off. How did, how did you guys do the puke? So we, we, um, the, the, uh, technical, technical director for the show is, uh, Eric Porter. He, um, he came up with a vomit machine, which was, um, it was powered by compressed air and it was, it was set backstage and they would prime the, prime the vomit through a tube that was conveniently hidden, um, on a blanket on the sofa mm-hmm. and um when the time came for annette to um vomit she hit the uh the the safety valve was released and uh they just you know pressed a button on the machine and it let the air flow through and she you know like you would spray a garden hose you put your finger on the end of it she put her finger on the end of the hose and the vomit just went everywhere and <laughs> it was it was it was glorious and disgusting all at the same time. But the question is, though, I mean, what did you actually use for the hurl? I mean, was it all just spew or were there chunks? You know, no, <laughs> these are was, good was, character it, choices right here. It was very liquidy. I think I think the, the recipe was uh, some sort of some sort of a cornstarch gravy mixture. I don't know. It, it, it was a. Um, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun to clean up though. Yeah, I bet. I remember that. That was a mess. And it's like after a couple of shows, you had to get new magazines on the on the desk because it was kind of yeah. wet. You know, yeah, I mean, you're sitting exactly. there drying them off and everything. But after a couple of days, I think you know, like when we went through the opening week, and then uh, Ricky was going like, you know, I, I I know maybe nobody's looking at them, but I am, and those are those magazines are looking awful wrinkly, you know, so. <laughs> Anybody got some magazines at home they can come swap them out with? Um, that was a fun. It's a good show though. I mean, that's that's one of the things I like. It really is. It really is. Well, it's a lot of fun. It's a good character study too, because I mean, it 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 puts you in a position where uh, you. One of the when I taught acting and when acting was taught to me, one of the biggest things that people don't realize is you need to listen. 
And matter of fact, I got to be listening so bad when I was in grad school, I developed a bad habit of actually mouthing the words of the person opposite me. Their lie would mouth their lines. And I was doing this play, this play called Terra Nova about the, uh, the uh, Robert Falcon Scott expedition to the South Pole where they all died. And the guy playing Scott was telling me, go, stop it in rehearsal. Stop it. I'm going to stop what? He goes, you're mouthing my lines. And it's distracting. That's I didn't. Ha I had no idea. I was so intent on listening to the other people. So, uh, but but this 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 piece, uh, especially in all ensemble pieces, really and for true, they're all like that. I mean, it it's incredibly important that you listen to what the other person has to say, so that you can res you know respond. Because sometimes, you know, that's the cool thing about live theater is always a little bit different. You know, I mean, after doing the Kingfish for thirty years. And the only people I'm listening to is the imaginary ones in my head. You know, sometimes it's kind of cool to get back on a stage and actually work with people who are speaking back at me. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, that that was, that's the, the big part about this is, you know, you have to be, you have to be right on it because this show is, is you know, it's fast paced. It really is. You yeah. Because between the arguments and, uh, you know, and the breakdowns and, and, and all of that, you, you know, you have to be right on it. And so, yeah, I can, I completely understand what you're saying. And, and the other funny thing about it is, you know, with the, with the audiences each night, they saw the play completely different because there were some nights when audiences were laughing at things that have never been laughed at before. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there were other nights where we're like, Oh wait, they're not laughing at that. But oh my God, they're laughing at that. Where did this come from? You know, so the, the show, the show itself, every night was was it was different. You know, it was, and and we never knew what to expect. And so you know, we just had to had to be on our game and and you know, be on top of each other so that we knew you know knew yeah. where to go and when to do it. Especially when you're used to a laugh ch jumping out and they don't, and you're used right. to pausing because yeah. of a laugh, and it was a. Uh, 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 and you know, if you're going to go up, yeah. that's usually the time that it happens. How was the yeah. clafouti? Did you have to bake that every night? The the, the tea was delicious, <laughs> and yes, um, I, I know a guy. So, <laughs> so you you pro, yeah, you know a guy who provided the uh, the pastry. Uh, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because you know we started during Tech Week with the real clafouti or clafouti, as Michael would say, mm -hmm. and. Um, I didn't want them to get tired of eating it. So every day I would bake a, just a different flavor, different fruit, different, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And um, God, I think I, I don't know. I, I went through every combination of, of things I could imagine that we had at the bakery. And um, uh, the Bananas Foster Clifudi was the uh, was the winner. That what? was the one that they uh, they all liked the best. Oh, so that's that sounds delicious. Maybe you should sell that. Put that in the in the counter out front. <laughs> running you out of time here so 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 uh so uh first off and lastly uh, i need to touch on um uh we're coming up on mardi gras again whether or not there is a mardi gras there are going to be haydell's pop-up pastry uh places selling uh king cakes which by the way since i'm waving at you as we go by um uh you put a pop-up right there at the end of my street, so I can't avoid them anymore. So for that, you're, you're what was what's that? It's from a, a Mad Magazine. You're Satan in Pillsbury form, you know. But y'all gonna be doing that same stuff, y'all. You know, I mean, you're gonna yeah, be, yeah. We're, 
Yep, we'll have our Metairie Road pop up again this year. Um, you know, we have the bake shop on Magazine Street, um, so that'll be there. And of course, the, the Jefferson Highway location. Um, we'll have all three of those rocking and rolling. You know, uh, obviously the, the uh, Metairie Road location just opens for Mardi Gras, but the, the bake shop on Magazine and the bakery are open, you know, all year. It's evil. <laughs> I, and you know what? Let me ask you this: um, Are do you find that more people are ordering? more uh king cakes because you don't have a mardi gras and so you know people are like like this they're cl this is what they're clinging on to since there's no parades and such well you know last mardi gras yes absolutely like we we sold we sold every king cake we could make last year um, mm -hmm. you know obviously with the covid protocols and all that we, we we couldn't have a huge crew like we normally do but um we made as many king cakes and sold as many king cakes as we could but Hopefully, with this Mardi Gras coming up, all that'll be behind us, and we'll be able to crank back up 100% and and um, and make even more king cakes. But um, yeah, well, and I think we'll have Mardi Gras. I'm I'm not too concerned about that. Well, I, I think um, we'll I think we'll be in good shape. We'll see. They're still working about crew to boo. So anyway, David Haydell yeah. of Haydell's Bakery, actor par excellence, who was just in. Uh, God of Carnage, and I'm sure he'll be auditioning for the next one because the bug has bitten him again. Anyway, <laughs> thanks yes. for taking the time, Dave. Man, I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Okay, wrapping up Spudcast right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, David Ada, actor, baker, clafuti maker, here on the Spudcast Podcast. Thanks for joining me here. Thanks for uh, listening in. You can find the Spudcast on Red Circle, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and Public Radio, and Amazon, and Stitcher, and on Twitter at SpudGodDad. And, of course, on Facebook at Spuds Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big TZ. There'll be more wonderful podcasting coming up later. Plus, uh, let's see, Mike Bradner's latest would coming up Wednesday night. In the meantime, I'll uh, talk to you then. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.